Chapter Sixteen of the Marvelous Land of Oz. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Marvelous Land of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Sixteen. The Scarecrow takes time to think. It seems to me, began the Scarecrow when all were again assembled in the throne room, that the girl Ginger is quite right in claiming to be queen, and if she is right then i am wrong and we have no business to be occupying her palace but you were the king until she came said the wogglebug strutting up and down with his hands in his pockets so it appears to me that she is the interloper instead of you especially as we have just conquered her and put her to flight added the pumpkinhead as he raised his hands to turn his face toward the scarecrow have we really conquered her asked the scarecrow quietly look out of the window and tell me what you see tip ran to the window and looked out the palace is surrounded by a double row of girl soldiers he announced i thought so returned the scarecrow we are as truly their prisoners as we were before the mice frightened them from the palace my friend is right said nick chopper who had been polishing his breast with a bit of chamois leather ginger is still the queen and we are her prisoners but i hope she cannot get at us exclaimed the pumpkin-head with a shiver of fear she threatened to make tarts of me you know don't worry said the tin woodman it cannot matter greatly if you stay shut up here you will spoil in time anyway a good tart is far more admirable than a decayed intellect very true agreed the scarecrow oh dear moaned jack what an unhappy lot is mine why dear father did you not make me out of tin or even out of straw so that i would keep indefinitely shucks returned tip indignantly you ought to be glad that i made you all then he added reflectively everything has to come to an end sometime but i beg to remind you broke in the wogglebug who had a distressed look in his bulging round eyes that this terrible queen ginger suggested making a goulash of me me the only highly magnified and thoroughly educated wogglebug in the wide wide world i think it was a brilliant idea remarked the scarecrow approvingly don't you imagine he would make a better soup asked the tin woodman turning toward his friend well perhaps acknowledged the scarecrow the wogglebug groaned i can see in my mind's eye said he mournfully the goats eating small pieces my dear comrade the tin woodman while my soup is being cooked on a bonfire built of the sawhorse and jack pumpkinhead's body and queen ginger watches me boil while she feeds the flames with my friend the scarecrow this morbid picture cast a gloom over the entire party making them restless and anxious it can't happen for some time said the tin woodman trying to speak cheerfully for we shall be able to keep ginger out of the palace until she manages to break down the doors and in the meantime i am liable to starve to death and so is the wogglebug announced tip as for me said the wogglebug i think that i could live for some time on jack pumpkinhead not that i prefer pumpkins for food but i believe they are somewhat nutritious and jack's head is large and plump how heartless 
exclaimed the tin woodman, greatly shocked. Are we cannibals? Let me ask, or are we faithful friends? I see very clearly that we cannot stay shut up in this palace, said the scarecrow with decision. So let us end this mournful talk and try to discover a means to escape. At this suggestion they all gathered eagerly around the throne, wherein was seated the scarecrow, and as Tip sat down upon a stool, there fell from his pocket a pepper-box, which rolled upon the floor. "'What is this?' said Nick Chopper, picking up the box. "'Be careful,' cried the boy. "'That's my powder of life. Don't spill it, for it's nearly gone.' "'And what is the powder of life?' inquired the scarecrow as tip replaced the box carefully in his pocket it's the magical stuff old mombi got from a crooked sorcerer explained the boy she brought jack back to life and afterwards i used it to bring the sawhorse to life i guess it will make anything live that is sprinkled with it but there's only one dose left then it is very precious said the tin woodman indeed it is agreed the scarecrow it may prove our best means of escape from our difficulties i believe i will think for a few minutes so i will thank you friend tip to get out your knife and rip this heavy crown from my forehead tip soon cut the stitches that had fastened the crown to the scarecrow's head and the former monarch of the emerald city removed it with a sigh of relief and hung it on a peg beside the throne this is my last memento of royalty said he and i am glad to get rid of it the former king of this city who was named pastoria lost the crown to the wonderful wizard who passed it on to me now the girl ginger claims it and i sincerely hope it will not give her a headache a kindly thought which i greatly admire said the tin woodman nodding approvingly and now i will indulge in a quiet think continued the scarecrow lying back in the throne the others remained as silent and still as possible so as not to disturb him for all had great confidence in the extraordinary brains of the scarecrow and after what seemed a very long time indeed to the anxious watchers the thinker sat up looked upon his friends with his most whimsical expression and said my brains work beautifully to-day i'm quite proud of them now listen if we attempt to escape through the doors of the palace we shall surely be captured and as we can't escape through the ground there is only one other thing to be done we must escape through the air he paused to note the effect of these words but all his hearers seemed puzzled and unconvinced the wonderful wizard escaped in a balloon he continued we don't know how to make a balloon of course but any sort of thing that can fly through the air can carry us easily so i suggest that my friend the tin woodman who is a skilful mechanic shall build some sort of a machine with good strong wings to carry us and our friend tip can then bring the thing to life with his magical powder bravo cried nick chopper what splendid brains murmured jack really quite clever said the educated wogglebug 
I believe it can be done, declared Dip. That is, if the Tin Woodman is equal to making the thing. I'll do my best, said Nick cheerily. And as a matter of fact, I do not often fail in what I attempt, but the thing will have to be built on the roof of the palace, so it can rise comfortably into the air. To be sure, said the Scarecrow. Then let us search through the palace, continued the Tin Woodman, and carry all the material we can find to the roof, where I will begin my work. First, however, said the Pumpkinhead, I beg you will release me from this horse, and make me another leg to walk with, for in my present condition I am of no use to myself or to anyone else. So the Tin Woodman knocked a mahogany center table to pieces with his axe, and fitted one of the legs, which was beautifully carved, onto the body of Jack Pumpkinhead, who was very proud of the acquisition. It seems strange, said he, said he, as he watched the Tin Woodman work, that my left leg should be the most elegant and substantial part of me. That proves you are unusual, returned the Scarecrow and i am convinced that the only people worthy of consideration in this world are the unusual ones for the common folks are like the leaves of a tree and live and die unnoticed spoken like a philosopher cried the woggle-bug as he assisted the tin woman to set jack upon his feet how do you feel now asked tip watching the pumpkin head stump around to try his new leg as good as new answered jack joyfully and quite ready to assist you all to escape then let us get to work said the scarecrow in a business-like tone so glad to be doing anything that might lead to the end of their captivity the friends separated to wander over the palace in search of fitting material to use in the construction of their aerial machine end of chapter sixteen